0: Welcome, I am Crystal Grafton-Combs and this is Coffee Talk with Crystal. This week we are hosting an unscripted edition of Coffee Talk with our current set of board twins, which is Jesse Wayne Grimm, a vice president, and also Corin Phillips, a vice president of our executive board. So, ladies, hello.
1: Hi. Hello.
0: I first want to start by explaining what board twins are. So a board
2: twin is a fellow member of the executive board with whom you share a collegiate chapter of initiation. So Jesse and I were both members uh, in college at Phi Chi at the University of Chicago, although we did not attend school at the same time, but um, I have known Jesse since I was in college when she was serving at the time on the Phi High Corporation Board. We do not have property, and so the engagement of the chapter and the court board was a bit more minimal because there was not a lot to talk about besides our um, storage unit. Uh, I have spent many a journey going to mini storage, which I think still exists.
1: Oh yes, inventory and all. Yes, yes. So, um, so I have known Jesse since then, um, so it's been quite some time. It sure has but we're still having a ton of fun and we're very excited to be in our second biennium as board twins.
2: Although I guess technically we're also foundation board twins.
1: Oh, you're right. So,
2: this is a we're Good just catch. a long-standing
0: right. board twin relationship. Version yes.
1: 2.0. We really enjoy leading together. I think that's the takeaway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, you all are both Fi-Kai, but you were not in the chapter at the same time. Right. So now I will ask the not askable, if that's even a phrase, question. Jesse. <laughs> when were you at Phi Kai?
1: I was initiated into Phi Chi Chapter in 1987, which I realize ages me completely. But I'm very proud of that fact because I started at the University of Chicago in 1986 and AOPI came to campus in the fall of 1985. So I was a member of the second new member class which we called pledge classes back in the day. Um, As a result of that I was able to be very uh, close in friendships with many of the women who began the chapter. So that was really exciting time.
0: So how many years do we fast forward before Corin is introduced to Phi Chi Chapter? I was
2: initiated at Phi Chi in the fall of 2001. So, Jesse, I'm not sure for your experience, but for mine. So first of all, I went to college at a very strange time because the University of Chicago is on the quarter system. And so I went to school right after 9-11, like actual Ooh. 9-11, And so arriving on campus was a very weird experience and so everyone was sort of clamoring for relationships and home and um, I hadn't really thought about going through recruitment, Chicago Greek life is not a front and center, um, sort of top of mind kind of student activity as it is in some of other campuses. But I think everyone was anxious to find that. So we did recruitment like the third week of school. Mm -hmm. And so there were only three weeks of my University of Chicago experience where I wasn't in AOPI. So I don't know when you did recruitment um, back in the 80s when the chapter had first been established.
1: Right. Well, because AOPI was the first um, NPC sorority on University of Chicago's campus, it was an interesting time. Um, with uh, the second NPC group coming on a year after pie did, so I was actually part of the first formal recruitment on that campus, um, and it took we should place. you you a badge for that? Well, <laughs> I, <was about laughs> to say, I, I did not know this. About I feel you. like yeah. I should have a ribbon. I've served
0: with you for more than a decade and did not know this fun little fact. Seriously, I did not know. I
1: didn't either. Well, right. So I feel like I need a ribbon at convention for that. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, And I think the reason we started with deferred recruitment was simply because the other NBC group was not installed until the fall of that year. So I don't think we chose it out of any special necessity other than their um, establishment on the campus. And so I think it was very unusual to have two budding uh, NBC groups um, and to be a part of that from almost its inception and sort of to... um, Make it up as we go along, fake it till we make it, so to speak. Um, neither group had uh, a house on campus, and to this day, um, now there are four. NPC groups on that campus, there's still no dedicated chapter housing, um, partly by choice and partly by necessity, since the properties are so incredibly expensive on that campus.
2: Yeah, like the men's groups are housed, for example, but they have been on campus since the school was established in the 1800s. And so a lot of that property has also been in the hands of those groups for generations at this point.
1: They're about like a century ahead of us. Yeah, Yeah. they they have a little little lead time. Um, But I think that it It was a very interesting experience to attend chapter meetings and establish very close bonds of friendship without um, the advantages of a chapter house. I think it definitely forced us to make sure that we were very connected um, through gatherings, um, chapter meetings, socials, um, chapter programming that we had to do, sleepovers, things like that to make sure that we were with each other and eating meals And being a part of each other's lives um, without, by the way, this is also going to age me, but cell phones, internet,
0: (laughs) anything more than I didn't have my first cell phone until (laughs) I was in college.
1: Maybe we had a house phone. That's about (laughs) all I can say uh, on that very um, antiquated system. But yeah.
0: Well, so for our sisters who do not know what it is like to experience sorority life without a chapter house, like a physical structure to go to and sit and have dinner or to gather with your friends to watch whatever show of the week happens to be on. Oh, please. I still
2: watch The Bachelor because I think that when you don't have a house, you have to be more intentional with your activities. And so a longstanding tradition when I was in the chapter was bachelor night, bachelor or bachelorette. Um, and and so, so what did
0: that look like?
2: It looked like someone who had an apartment that was large enough and someone who had cable, right, hosting as many people as <laughs> could come. Uh, seriously, like as many people as could come and fit into their, you know, little Hyde Park apartment living room um, with snacks and comfy clothes. And you could stop by from the library to the library for dinner. You know, you, sometimes you'd order takeout. But um there were those kind of anchor points in the calendar that you knew that things were happening, but it wasn't so simple as walking into the door of a physical property and knowing like, oh, I'm going to bump into Jesse or I'm going to, maybe Crystal's here doing something. Like you really had to plan a bit more, but you still had those kinds of go-to activities.
1: I would also add um, to all of those things that we had the advantage of being in a very large uh, metropolitan area. Yes. So we could go downtown um, for pizza or shopping or a movie or even a a Broadway show, Mm -hmm. Um, and those were really exciting things that um, being in a big city um, offers the benefits of, so that was fun.
2: And I think that even though um, we didn't have a house, a lot of sisters would live together at, at that time, and I know it's moving away from that now a bit, the culture was to move off campus by your you know, second or third year for sure. And so by the time people were looking for apartments, the vast majority of the members of our chapter lived with other members of AOPI. So there were always those gathering points that were available, even though we didn't have a large-scale physical property. Sometimes there were buildings or blocks where multiple people lived in a close proximity, or you, like, handed down apartments to different people. Oh, definitely. Um, You also had the advantage of, like, not having to figure out what to do with your furniture when suddenly you're like, oh, no, I have to move now. And you were also trying to graduate, (laughs) and your whole family's in town, and no one is local. And so that was certainly, like, Okay, you literally don't even have to pay me for this furniture. Just take it. <laughs> like right. it's better yeah. for me than trying to figure out what to do with it Absolutely. otherwise. Absolutely.
0: So, Jesse, you graduated for I was about to say from Phi Chi, You graduated <laughs> from the University of Chicago yes. with a degree in political science. And you now are currently an attorney. Yeah, I am. You are, and you have been practicing for how many years?
1: I believe I am now in my 26th year of practice.
0: Okay, and Yes. also having graduated from the University of Chicago, not Phi (laughs) Chi, tell me um, what you do now. What is your degree in? Mm -hmm. Um,
2: My degree is in Spanish language and literature. I spent uh, four years contemplating the poetry of Pablo Neruda and um, that was a very indulgent and wonderful time in my life.
0: (laughs) 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 do now? <laughs> uh,
2: I'm a hospital administrator, less indulgent <laughs> and, and, and happy in terms of just the kind of sheer joy of that, but no, I, am, I run Mass General's Cancer Center Network, so I work with all of our community hospitals where we provide oncology care.
0: And you have been doing this post-graduation for how long?
2: I've been doing this post-MBA graduation, so I've been, um, I graduated with my MBA in 2010, so it's been about a decade, which... I will say that when our summer (laughs) interns rolled in, a lot of adulting, when they rolled in and had this conversation, because it's technically not 10 years, it's nine, so it's almost a decade, and when they came in and said, oh, so you've been, you've had this wonderful career in hospital administration for a decade, and I was like, excuse you? (laughs) No, no, sir, I have not, and then I was like, yes, I sure, (laughs) yes, and when I graduated from business school, you were in like... Middle school, I don't know. Like, so it's just funny that like you don't feel like you've been doing things for that long, but then you realize you you have been. I like, think one of the other fun things about Jesse and my being a uh, board twins is that we're also on the same reunion cycle at Chicago. Yes, we are. So um, we have milestone reunion years, the same cycle. So I will be back at on campus in June for my fifteenth reunion, yes. and Jesse will also be back on campus for a reunion.
1: That is not the 15th.
0: (laughs) So I find it fascinating, specifically where the two of you are concerned, that post-graduation, in life that followed, you are in different cities now. Yes. Corin, you are in the Boston Boston, area, and Jesse, you have remained in Chicago. I have. And in vastly different career fields, and yet you have served together in what we now realize is as board twins for our foundation, but then also for our executive board, and yet you all have retained your friendship outside of that board service. So was that just natural because you knew one another, or how has that transpired over these years? Because it is not the exception, and yet it is fascinating.
1: Well I feel that it is an extraordinary extraordinary privilege that we have had AOPI leadership keep us connected, but it's certainly not the only connector yeah. and I feel like we would have even without Alpi somehow remained we would have yeah. we would have intersected and remained um, friends because we have similar personalities who laugh about the same kind of things a lot of
2: common interests i can give you a few and see what people think about these i think we have a, a high interest in the royal family yes um,
1: abnormal <laughs> but true my
2: extended family my great-grandmother my great-grandparents immigrated from the uk and i used to spend every summer there with her until she passed away when i was in middle school so we we are very we're anglophile yes
1: we are um
2: we enjoy some you know Sport life, both obscure and not so obscure, we enjoy uh, gymnastics and figure skating, tennis. Tennis. Yes. So uh, we we are very high yes. on sharing, you know, the latest and greatest in those areas.
1: Not playing those sports, but rather watching them. Just right. to clarify, right? My gymnastics yes. career was very short. Yes. Yes. you do not want to see me on the ice in any way, shape, or form.
2: Uh, my tennis game is still pretty good. I mean, I did grow up in Boca Raton, Florida, so I've a pretty I have a pretty yeah. good tennis game. <laughs> But no, I do think that, um, you know, as Jesse said, it's been wonderful to remain so connected through AOPI service and, and having kind of known each other, um, you know, for me, Jesse's always been a role model. And so it's been such a pleasure to serve with her together. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> no, but I think that I was really fortunate as I was coming up as a leader in Phi Chi and having some really wonderful and dynamic women at very different parts of their lives, be really good examples of leaders and figuring out how you could bring that into your life. I'm still very close to my chapter advisor who's still very involved on the local level. Um, So shout out to Kristen. Um, But I was really fortunate to have that kind of expectation planted in me, I guess, that, that I saw all this modeled behavior. And so it's such a joy to serve with someone who had modeled that for me.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate that so much. Um, We didn't have alumni when I was there because (laughs) we were the ones who had to graduate Um, but I will say that there were extraordinary women from other universities who came to volunteer and support our chapter and those women were very inspirational to me and still are to this day um, because it was fascinating that they did not attend the University of Chicago but they were very committed to AOPI and as a result they wanted to see AOPI succeed at the University of Chicago. Um, But to watch the women coming after me, Corin especially, um, take AOPI to new levels both on our campus as well as internationally is an extraordinary testament to what I feel is our University of Chicago education but also um, a deep connection and love for our fraternity and wanting to continue to make it better and better. So you inspire me too. That's very nice of you. Thank you. But I
2: think that idea of paying it forward is something that's really important and I think reflective in our, I don't know, board twinness, but you know, I think that thinking about, you know, How you can give and how you can serve wherever you are in your life or wherever you are geographically or whatever you have to give is something that's so important. I mean, one of the things that I've been really tickled by is, you know, recently there's been a lot of dialogue from one of our other chapter sisters from Phi Chi trying to drum up response for folks to support the AAC. They have some key vacancies that can be, um, you know, handled either, you know, face-to-face in Chicago, but also remotely, And so I think thinking about what you have to give and what you can give and, you know, sometimes you find an easier place answering that siren song for your own collegiate chapter because you, uh, you know, we're obviously, you know, loyal to AOPI, but there is a special place in your heart for your collegiate chapter of initiation. Sure. So, you know, I think thinking about really how you can be involved and pay that forward is something that's interesting. And with technology such that it is, you can do that in different ways and stay engaged. So that's always nice to see people coming back and, you know, this is someone who had taken a few steps back to, you know, her children were at an age that really needed her and they were critical. Right. And she had a lot going on in her life professionally and personally. but. You know, she's really reengaged and
0: and come forward. So that's great to see, too. So. Absolutely. Ladies, I have one last question for you. I always find it fascinating, particularly since you all are from different generations in a collegiate chapter that was just established when you came on, Jesse. Yes. What is your sub-motto for your chapter?
1: It's uh, FI-Kai, personal commitment. And
0: And it was named for?
1: Uh, Pastor International National President Peg Crawford, who was instrumental in founding our chapter.
0: So big shout out to Peg because she is the reason that we have these two amazing sisters who are now serving on our executive board. Just so that you all know, I, as you know, am not a Phi Chi, but I absolutely love that you all are here and serving together and that I know you and you're a part of my friend group and my sisterhood and my executive board. Um sisters going forward for this biennium. We are so lucky to have you both. So that being said, that's all for today. If you have a question, as always, please email me at coffeetalkama at icloud.com. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.